Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You know, we're going to look at uh, a couple different scriptures this morning on, uh, on foundations and, and what the foundation means in our faith, everything that's taken place and in our society, you know, I remember, I might have said this a few years ago, I remember when uh, my girls were getting older and they kept going back and forth talking about <clears throat> foundation. And I said, what, what, what are you guys talking about? And they were talking about makeup. And I said, what, what's going on? I said, yeah, it's the makeup that you put on before you put the makeup on. And I'm like, I had no idea what foundation was until I was 40 years of age. So I, <laughs> I, I said, that, that's not the, I, no idea. Every time I look in the Bible about foundations, I don't know why I think about that. I think about that conversation with my daughters, how they were clueless. And I think sometimes we're clueless to who Jesus is. And what I mean by that is we feel sometimes that he's not winning. And I want us to all to know today, no matter what we see happening in our world, that Jesus has already won. And that we just have to know that we're here in a, in a difficult time and we need to ask him for wisdom on, on what to do. And with this foundation on how to build his house in this time that we live in. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, Lord. We're thankful that we have your word. Lord, speak to us today during this difficult time. We pray for our nation. We pray for our country. We pray for our cities and our families, our president, the government leaders. Father, just speak through me today in Jesus' name. Amen. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25, Jesus is performing miracles, which he was doing while he was here on earth. <clears throat> and the Pharisees hated him. And think about that. The religious people today hated who Jesus was, what he stood for. And they denied that he was the son of God. And the conversation kept going back and forth. And he's healing people and all the great things that he's doing. And he finally says this to the Pharisees. Jesus knew their thoughts and he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself will not stand. You know, as we look at our society today and it's so difficult to kind of wonder what's going to happen the next time we turn the news on and as we see that <clears throat> it's a dark time and I was doing I wanted to really do some research because of after reading this I think well, you know where are we what's happening Lord show me what I can bring out in your word and and how that as we read that, and the foundation has to be of Jesus. Every kingdom, <clears throat> as we see in our country, every city, and, and every, any household has to be built on, on the foundation and the belief in God or it will be destroyed. And we see, a, we see this tearing apart of our country right now. 
And as we see it tearing apart, and, and the, the wording there is so real and true, I don't even have to explain it. It's just saying what it is. Like a prayer in a Bible, you have to explain it. It just, there's a prayer and this is what it says. That's just a true statement. A kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Same as a family, same as any city. So what can we do? Well, we always have to take a deep breath, pull back, and look in God's word and know that we always have hope. I, I'm a person that always tries to, I believe, encourage and always look at the positive side. Even though we have times that we go through times that we're discouraged, that what, what can we do? You know, think about it for a minute. And start thinking this week about where we're at and all the things we're seeing on the news. And I start doing some research about the late 60s. Some of you are old enough to remember about the late 60s and how the, uh, all the protests from the Vietnam War and how our, our, our warriors coming home and how that they were so uh, looked down on and, and really uh, cursed at and all other things that were even went further than that. And then we had uh, all the riots that were taking place in the cities. Uh, Detroit was practically destroyed during that time. We had uh, all the different, even bombings that were being set off in some of the cities. And, and worst of all, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated in the late 60s. And then months after that, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. Actually, it was the anniversary, if you want to say the anniversary, but the time of that happened was, was yesterday. And all those things were happening. It was, the late 60s was such a dark time. And, there, and even though we didn't realize it, there was still an underlying bedrock of foundation, even though we didn't realize it, it was there. And in and, and the late 60s, if you can remember this, there was a Time magazine that on the cover said, is God dead? I don't know if some of you remember that, but it was actually on the cover of Time magazine because of everything that was so dark during that time, the, the same that, that it is now in such a dark time. But I want you to know today that there's hope when we know Jesus is involved. He tells us, Jesus says, I will build my church. He will continue to build. Look, look at another passage, and I want you to go up in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Let me read it again. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Remember what Jesus said uh, when, on his way to being crucified? My kingdom is not of this world. And what I want you to know today that what we're living and what we're saying, that there's still hope because the kingdom that we serve, the God that we serve, the Lord Jesus Christ, is he being the foundation of this church, cannot be shaken. Can't be. So what happened in the research of that in the late 60s? What else took place? 
something very interesting began to happen. I was doing more research even on the Jesus movement. And during that time of all the sexual revolution and hippie, hippie movement, everything that was taking place in the late 60s and everything that I just said a few minutes ago, something began to happen which was called the Jesus movement. And they've interviewed those years past on who started it, how did it happen? And they don't really know. One person that was interviewed said, you know, we just saw that there were small fires of hope that were beginning to happen and, and young people begin to accept Christ as their savior. And as that began to happen, there was a pastor out in California. His name was uh, Pastor Chuck Smith. And he said, and I, I believe that there was a sign on, on the door of the church that said, all hippies are welcome, no matter how lengthy your hair, what you had on or who you are, you're welcome here. Something began to happen. Listen now, in the late 60s, in the middle of all this, not really knowing how it started, but it happened. In the midst of that dark, dark time, God's kingdom cannot be shaken. And not being shaken, that means it's going to get stronger. And, and that movement was birthed. And out of that, uh, the Jesus people and all everything that happened, and thousands of young people began to get saved. And that movement in Southern California, began to, uh, young people began to sweep the country. Who, as you see the news right now, are the looters and those are causing riots? They're young people. They're, they're frustrated. They're, they, they don't know. There's no way to look, no way to turn. They have no hope in what they're doing. That's why that verse is so important. Yes, we're upset when we see certain things that have happened. And, and, but where's the grace? That's what it says there. We have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us have grace. That's how we reach people. We reach them right where they are. And as that movement began to build and Chuck Smith began to go on the beaches and reach all the young people and they began to print pamphlets out. And they said at one time in Hollywood, there were over 500,000 pamphlets a month being distributed. Of course, no internet, no anything then. And these young people would hand out these newspapers that had all these stories in them about young people's lives that had been changed. And that movement took, well, it actually exploded and it went across the country during that dark time. One of those who was saved during that time was a great pastor today. Many of you probably know him, uh, Pastor Greg Laurie. He was saved during the Jesus movement. And we all know him as a great pastor today, but when he became a Christian, he asked Chuck Smith what he could do at the church. Uh, he didn't know what to do. He just a young, I think, teenage kid at the time. What, what can I do with all the drugs and things he had come out of and a crazy lifestyle? And 
I think he said his mom had been married seven times and all the things that he had seen. It was an unbelievable life that he had lived. So he asked Pastor Chuck Smith, he says, what can I do to help with the church? He says, well, I tell you what, we've got a lot of new believers. And we said, we have a lot of uh, hippies and we, we, we don't want to squelch their, their new life in Christ. So tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go out in the parking lot and start picking up all the cigarette butts in the parking lot. That was his first, that was his first job at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And you know, we know him today, this great pastor who holds these crusades in California and Texas and other places where thousands and thousands of people that are saved, but at that one, at that one place in history, he was just one kid, teenager who needed love, who needed light, who needed hope. And then exploded and thousands of Calvary chapels went all throughout the nation and other churches were birthed. And there is a, a bedrock in our nation today because of that Jesus movement that started at a time in the late 60s. And I thought, Jesus is still building his church. And I hope and pray something will be the same. A few years later, after the Time Magazine cover was, Is God Dead? A few years after that, same magazine, different cover. The Jesus Revolution. See, that's the hope that we have when we know that Grace, that's what's so important about that verse. Grace, that someone that you see is dark and messed up and it needs help, that, that we reach out to them because we have a kingdom. We have hope that they see something in us that is a strength, that is strong, that they don't have. Who's going to reach them if we don't? We have what they need. And it is our responsibility. Let me build, continue in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You say, what, what, what do we do then? 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 10 through 13. There's that word grace again. According to the grace of God which was given to me. You know, all of us here today have a different testimony. All of us do. All of you that are watching, if you know of Christ as you're saved, we all have a different testament. Maybe you're saved younger in life. Maybe you're saved when you're a teenager. Maybe you were saved as a young adult or older in life. I don't know, but we all have a different testimony. And why is that? Because of the grace of God. Now, let me go a little bit further. That Jesus loved you and I enough that he was patient enough to wait and to wait and to wait and to keep loving us. See, as we build 
his church, even he is the cornerstone. We're a part of building his church. What does the apostle tell us in verses 10 through 13 of Corinthians? According to the grace of God, which was given to me, the apostle always realized what Jesus saved him out of. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one of them take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Let me read to you out of the book of Psalms. It says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? We're living in a time that, you know, there's never been a time that, man, a devil's doing everything he can to push Jesus out of society. Every place imaginable. Because the devil knows that foundation gives people hope, changes people's lives of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And that's what people need. If the foundations are destroyed, there's nothing that we can do. The devil is doing everything he can to push God out of society. We continue. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold and silver and precious stone, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because in it will be revealed by fire. The fire will test each one's work of what sort it was. Why is that so important? And so many times people, and that's important, do an expository on each one of those things and, and talk about it. But I want to talk about something a little bit different that's in there. That as we build... As we build, we're supposed to build that the Lord tells us with things that last forever, like trust and hope and grace, love, peace, that we give to someone the way Jesus, the way the Apostle Paul says, was given to him. Why are we doing that? Why is it so important with you and I are so careful on how we build our house? is because someone else is going to live in it. Do you see that? Someone else is going to take shelter in that house. Can they see your house today? Can they see mine and know that that to them and they see your family and they see you as a safe haven, as something that they can run to? Because as we build it in the right way with, as Chuck Smith had written on their church, that we're willing to accept someone in the mess that they're in. Let Jesus clean them up. That's what he's there for. But we want to build in such a way that they're not afraid to come in to that house that was so built with the precious stones of Jesus that it gives off light in such a way that's different than anything that they've ever seen. And it's just easy. All we have to do is just, well, what we read here is that we live that way. And as we live that way, we're building. And someone else is going to come build on it, and it's going to be stronger and brighter and bigger. And others can come to know Jesus. What's happened in our, our country is that I believe that we've gotten too comfortable 
as churches. We've gotten too comfortable with not talking about things that are right and wrong. And that being the case, they don't see the difference. But if they see the difference in the house that we build, and it's different than any other house that they see on the block, and they see such light from it, they're going to come to you and to me. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But there will be a time. That's why the Bible says, God's word, always be willing to give an answer for the hope that is in you. I don't know who you will come across with this week. I don't know who I will. But I guarantee you in this dark time that we live in, people, and especially young people, are searching. We take for granted, we so take for granted this book. Maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you know it. They know nothing. They don't know who Noah is. They don't know who Moses, Joshua They don't even know what Jesus stands for and what he is. We are his church. We are that house. And if we reach those people with grace, both of those verses, both of those chapters we turn to, they talk about grace. If we reach them in such a way that in the midst of right where they are, that we love them, how many... Greg Laurie's will there be? Think about that. Or young women or young men. How many? But at the time, they're a mess. That's, why don't, why are we surprised? That's what the world does. He makes a mess. The devil makes a mess out of things. And we have to, as the church, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It is such a dark time. It is time for the church to shine. Let me close with this. Pastor Chuck Smith was asked the question years, years after the Jesus movement has swept across the nation. And things were starting to turn, if you will, not too many years ago, dark again. He was asked this question, do you ever think that there will be another Jesus movement? He says, the only way I can answer that is, I don't know when people will be desperate enough. I believe we're in that time that people are desperate. And we have the hope. And you and I, as that spiritual house of that kingdom can't be shaken, as we go out that door and we go into the place that we live, and do you know that you will know people and I will know people, and as well as we might know each other for years and years, years there will be people, even your brothers and sisters know, that, you will nev- that they will and you will never, ever meet. That's why there's so many people out there. But I know without a doubt they're searching and we have what they need. And the foundation that we give them lasts forever. And the time that we live in is so dark, we need to share through the grace of God 
the love of Jesus. And if we do, what a difference. Can there be another Jesus movement? I believe so. Just as it came out of the late 60s, look what God can do today if we're just willing. Let's pray. Jesus, you are our foundation, you're our cornerstone, that, Father, you are our bedrock, and you cannot be shaken. Father, there's no surprise to what is happening in the world. Lord, we know the devil's working overtime because he knows he has a short time. So, Lord, I ask today that, Lord, we as believers, that help us build our spiritual home in such a way that whether it's someone at the grocery store or a good friend or a neighbor or someone we go to school with, a friend that comes over to our house, Lord, that we can share your love, not to fight and, and to tear apart about politics, Lord, and what's on the news and argue about that. No, Lord, to give them your grace. Father, may we give them your love. As Chuck Smith said, we accepted them just as they were, and Jesus changed their life. Father, may we be willing to do that in this dark time. Lord, I ask you if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, may they accept you today. May they know all they have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me, I, I'm a sinner, and I believe you died on a cross for all my sins, and I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. Lord, if there, there's someone here today or listening today, they can pray that prayer through the internet or through YouTube, whatever it may be. But Father, as we give this invitation, if someone wants to accept you today, may they do so. As we give this invitation, we invite them today, Lord, in the power of your holy name, in Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross, and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins, 
and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.